And we're going to travel back to that holy night for our scripture when the angels visited the shepherds in the field. The verse will be on the screen in Luke chapter 2, verse 10. Then the angel said, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. How many of you remember Linus saying that in the Peanuts Christmas special? And that just begins the story, and we'll read the, the Christmas story together on Christmas Eve, but it's good news of great joy. I want to talk to you about joy for a moment because Christmas brings joy. You don't even need to be religious and know that there is joy at Christmas time, right? I mean, seeing those kids opening their presents and the joy that's there. On the radio stations, it seems like every other song, we're told to have a holly jolly Christmas. And again, it's just this idea of joy, and I hope that your Christmas memories are full of joy. I don't know if you knew this, but that's actually the number one command in Scripture. Think about it with me. It's not give thanks. It's not praise the Lord, worship Him. It's not do not be afraid. The number one command in Scripture is rejoice. Over 700 times in Scripture it tells us to rejoice. Philippians chapter 4, verse 4, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. I want you to let this sink in for just a moment, that the number one command God gives us is to be happy. Have you ever thought of that? I mean, that's the number one thing. Why would God make that the number one command of Scripture? And I think it's because we live in a world where it's very easy to be sad. It's very easy to despair. It's very easy to get down when you look at all that's going on around us or even in our own lives. It's easy to get sad. And and so that's why God says over and over again in His Word, rejoice. God wants you to be happy. He doesn't want you to wait that someday, yes, in heaven, we'll all rejoice in heaven. When, when Jesus comes back, yes, we'll rejoice. No, he says right now, today, not when things get better, not down the road when all your problems disappear, but today, God says, I want you to know real joy right now. So we have to get rid of the myth that everything has to be perfect or I have to feel a certain way. We just need to Honor God in His command to rejoice. Joy comes from a relationship with God. It comes from knowing your identity with Him. That's where joy comes from. It's when that no matter what's happening in the world, my heart is content. I have hope. I have peace. Even in the most difficult situations of life. Because God's Word doesn't gloss over the hard parts of life. It doesn't push away the sorrows. In fact, when Paul writes this in Rome to the Philippians, he is on trial for his life. He doesn't know if he's going to live or die. And yet, even staring death in the face, he says, rejoice. And I'll tell you again, rejoice. God wants us to know that type of joy even in the most difficult parts of our life. 
I've had the privilege of traveling the world for the college, for the church, and preaching and teaching in different areas of the world, areas that know extreme poverty, areas that have been in conflict or war for many years. And when I go to preach in those churches on a Sunday morning like this, they will come from all over to the church building dressed in their Sunday finest, even though they live in the depth of poverty and they've lost maybe all of their family to war or to martyrdom, and they will come to church with a smile on their face and more joy than you and I have ever had because they know who they are in Christ. They know that this world is not their home. They know that there is hope and peace and joy in the Lord. One of my favorite songs to sing is Joy to the World. We sang it earlier. I have it here. So here's the words on the screen. Joy to the world, the Lord has come. Let earth receive her king. Let every heart prepare him room and heaven and nature sing. This is not a Christmas carol. It was actually a poem written by Isaac Watts. And it was based on Psalm 98. And it's based on the second coming of Jesus. Jesus came to the earth at Christmas time to be our Savior, to die on a cross for our sins, to make our heart right with God by forgiving us of our sin. He's coming again as King to rule and to reign and set everything right. Listen to the words of joy to the world. Joy to the earth, the Savior reigns. His second coming, no more let sin and sorrows grow nor thorns infest the ground. He comes to make his blessings flow as far as the curse is found. He rules the world with truth and grace. He makes the nations prove the glories of his righteousness and wonders of his love. Jesus came to be our Savior, to make us right with God, and he's coming again to set everything else right. You know what I love about Jesus when you study his coming and you look at the Gospels and you read about Jesus? He did so many things before he died on the cross. He healed the sick. He touched the lepers. He fed the hungry. He did all of those things because I believe he was telling us, look, it wasn't meant to be this way. He made a perfect world. God created us to walk with him in the Garden of Eden, to be with him, in relationship with him. And Jesus came, and as he touched the outcast, as he healed the sick, as he fed the hungry, he was saying, it wasn't meant to be this way. And he showed us just a glimpse, just a picture of heaven coming to earth. And he taught us to pray, thy kingdom come, thy will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. And there's a day that he's coming again, and he will set everything right He will judge the quick and the dead. He will come once again and say, it was never meant to be this way. Our sin is what has polluted this world, and it has made it worse and worse and worse all these years. And Jesus is coming again to say, it wasn't meant to be this way. He came, and and he's already here, and that's why we have hope and peace and joy now Because he came to forgive our sin, to set us free from the power of sin so that we aren't citizens of this cursed world anymore, but that we belong to him. And that's why even in the midst of the pain and sorrow of this life, we draw near to him. He says, abide in me and I'll abide in you. And when we draw near to him, he forgives our sin. He makes us right with God. 
And He changes our lives. He changes the world through you. We are the light of the world, a city on the hill that cannot be hidden. We proclaim it wasn't meant to be this way. God is calling all of us in relationship with Him. One more verse. Peter's preaching on the day of Pentecost in Acts chapter 2. But he's actually quoting Psalm 16. And he says this, You have made known to me the paths of life. You fill me with joy in your presence. There is joy in the presence of God. There's joy when we abide with Him. He's made known to us the path of life. He showed the way when He was here. And He wants to invite you into that relationship. Would you bow your heads and your hearts with me today as we pray? He shows us the path of life. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. He is the way. He is the truth. And he is the one that gives us abundant life now and life everlasting. And nothing should bring joy to our hearts more than that. I want to remind you that this world isn't your home. That it wasn't meant to be this way. We were meant to live in relationship with God. And today as I pray, I'm going to invite all of you into that relationship. To receive the forgiveness of His first coming. His death on the cross for our sins. And that we would with hope and joy look forward to His second appearing. When He comes to rule and to reign. Far as the curse is found. Lord, today on this Advent Sunday, once again, we surrender our lives and our hearts to you. God, we are so grateful for all that you've done. Thank you for coming and dying on a cross for our sin. Thank you for showing us the way. Thank you for reminding us that it wasn't meant to be this way. Thank you, God, for inviting us into relationship with you. And God, I pray that at this Christmas season, we would once again renew that relationship with you. That we'd say, you are our King, you are our Lord, you are our Savior. And God, that we would walk with you, not just all the days of this life, but for all of eternity. And Lord, we look forward to, with hope and joy, of you coming again and setting things right. And that we will rule and reign with you forever. We thank you, Jesus, today, and we pray it in your name. Amen. 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 How about a little, oh, God is good. Give, give God a, a 